Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey friends, welcome to another edition of the Tennis and Bagels podcast. I'm here with a special guest, like a person that has been has come here for is coming here for the first time. She graciously um, accepted my offer, um, and this one is going to be a very special. You might have noticed for the title of this podcast is going to be all about Canada and all about the Beijing King Cup. I am here with. Let me just grab my stat sheet from you before, because um, you sent me some stuff, and I don't want to get what it was. A like content. Creator, sorry, basketball and tennis content creator. Uh, follow her Twitter; she's amazing. Um, are you doing Krina? Uh, this, is, oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this. I'm very sorry. This is Krina no, Mustafa, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about Team Canada's win. Yeah, let's go. So, yeah, um, as you may have been following, um, the Team Canada has won their first Beijing King Cup title. Um, this Sunday, as we record today, is Tuesday, led by none other than Leila Fernandez, 2021 U.S. Open champion, former world number 13. Uh, but yeah, she also had like a really solid team behind her as well. Um, and yeah, so what are your what are your thoughts um, on on this this win on this team? Yeah, I think if they were giving out MVP awards, I think Leila Fernandez would have absolutely gotten it for Team Canada. Um, if you include the qualifiers in Vancouver back in April. She went undefeated for this team um, during the, this Billie Jean King Cup run, which is absolutely huge. Like, they would not have won it without her. Um, and, you know, say what you want about Layla's season. Like, it was a little bit rocky throughout the year. But when it came to this team event, like, she just pulled out a different level of tennis. I don't know what it was. Maybe there's something about, like, a team atmosphere that motivates her to, to, to play her best because we know she also did well in doubles this year. And in doubles, you have your partner. There is that kind of level of teamwork there. Um, so we've seen Layla really kind of thrive with that. And she, yeah, she performed really, really well. I think um, it all starts with serving for Layla Fernandez. I think like when her serving is going awful, it's kind of when the rest of her game mm-hmm. starts to fall apart. And that's kind of what led to a lot of troubles this year. Um, but we see that when she's on it, like everything else just follows through. And she was absolutely huge going undefeated uh, for Canada to uh, to win in both singles and doubles, yeah. by the way, right? Like that's that's incredible, and I think it's just a testament to her development as a tennis player. Yeah, yeah uh, I, I I actually came across uh, this this stat. I don't really exactly remember who posted it, but it was um, the fact that uh, Team Canada was actually very close to losing and not even making it to the finals this year because uh, she was a set and a breakdown to Isaline Bonaventure um, this year whom I believe had beaten her even in January in the Australian Open swing. Um, so, yeah, it was actually very close. Like, when I was there uh, in Vancouver, 
um, after we got past that hurdle and uh, we we tied it all and we completely dominated the doubles, it kind of makes you kind of forget how close we actually were from uh, not being out there. And the fact that Leila just pulled it off and came on so strong against Soriba Stormo, like an mammoth alpha match, like three hours long, like could easily have been four if uh, Soriba Stormo had taken the, one of those set points and who knows what we're going to go from there. And then to beat Vondrosova in the in the other one in that crucial match because Sakushic, who has done an, an unbelievable job, uh, we're gonna get her soon. Um, but she had comprehensively been beaten by Barbara Krychikova, who's a you know it's she's been in at the end of dog the entire competition. That was basically the only time that she you know didn't come through with the win. But Leila Fernandez to come in and just take out the world number nine or ten, I think. Um, yeah, it was her, Wimbledon first, champion. It was her yeah. first top 10 win since the 2021 yeah. U.S. Open when she made the final. Like, that, yeah. that alone is kind of just mind-boggling. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, for as you said, like, uh, Lila Fernandez, uh, I think she has never even lost a match in doubles in the Legion King Cup competition yet to this day. Yeah, no, it's so, pretty yeah. incredible. Like, her and her game, like, I even asked her about this in April. Um, like I kind of asked her like, cause she hits really accurate shots. Like she really goes for those corners. And I, and I asked her if like something that like she tends to practice or it just comes out when she's playing and she kind of called her game like risky, but that's mm -hmm. something that she's just always done. Like ever since she started playing tennis and like it really, for some reason, it just really, really goes well in these team events, which is great because they got to yeah. Canada the win. Yeah. I really think that the, the atmosphere really does help her. Um, and she does well. Um, Heidi Altabach, the captain of the team, like she's an angel, like a great person to be around. I think just a driving force of the team as well. And uh, yeah, and I think that just um, it's a little bit uh, in a sense like how not so so similar, but like how Felix ended his season last year. And then he, he ended off uh, winning the Davis Cup as well, which by the way, we are champions in both now, which is it really, it really cool. For now, um, we'll see yeah. what, how the men. Yeah, for at least two weeks. Week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Leila had like a solid um, end of her season. Won a title in Hong Kong. Um, I think she went like for roughly seven matches in a row without losing, and then uh, lost to Sinyakova, whom she had beaten in the in the final. Uh, lost in the semis, like the tournament right after. So she was kind of going in like probably like in her best form of the season. Um, and yeah, it was like the last last competition that she could, uh, you know, make a statement. I believe there was like more than a statement that she's made. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think winning that 1000 event at the end of the year was kind of huge. Also for yes. her confidence too, right? Like it's hard. Like being a tennis player is hard. Yeah. And when, when you're not winning a lot and you're starting to kind of drop consecutive matches in a row, like it can be tough to kind of get back into it. So like that, that was a huge boost of confidence for her and ultimately paid off in the end. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, just playing alongside Dabrowski as well, who has uh, won the U.S. Open title in the women's singles. She's now a three-time Grand Slam champion. Um, first one uh, with, uh, I think, some people like to call her, um, like, um, she's basically Canadian Erin Roliff. Uh, she plays yeah. for New Zealand, but yeah. Yeah, so she's it's, uh, Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we claim her for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's convenient. No, Gabby, yeah. Gabby Dabrowski, like, she's so clutch like she's been yeah. so clutch for this team like in the qualifiers when they played that deciding doubles rubble rubber they did it this time too um and i just think like people maybe underestimate like just how hard doubles tennis actually <laughs> is like and i think my biggest like 
my biggest piece of advice regarding that is you have to watch a doubles match in person to yeah. see just how fast the ball is moving and how mm -hmm. quickly these players have to make decisions. And I think with Gabby's experience and winning the U.S. Open this year was absolutely huge. Um, and like, I just felt so nice to see a Canadian win a Grand Slam again. Yeah. It was a really good feeling. Um, and Gabby just has experience. She's intelligent. Like that is, that's actually the word that she used when I asked her yeah. when, when team when Team Canada won the qualifiers back in April, I was like, if you could describe this team in one word, what would it be? And she said intelligent. And I really yeah. think that kind of shines through with they're all coaching each other. They're all in this together. They're really smart. They know how to play tennis well. Um, and I think like Gabby is, was a huge, huge factor for this team. Yeah, I think the because I saw the clip as well that you posted and Leila uh, said fighter. I think it's basically they almost tended to say the words that they believe in themselves as well. Because like I yeah. don't feel like anybody fights as Leila does, and I think it's always um, it's it's almost encouraging to see like uh, even though she has not been doing like her best like throughout the season, the way that she always fights. Uh, you've seen a couple of times that she felt a little down, and it's 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 normal as you <clears throat> as you explain. It's tough to uh, you know not really reach the level that you know you're capable of um but um when she she plays uh she just has this never give up attitude the way that she celebrates uh, it just kind of like just just brings the energy up it's like she's never not been like the one that she uh, that that was at the u.s open it was just her like at that moment we just saw a full layla fernandez and she's never really backed it down back, uh, back down from that one so i really yeah. like that attitude and like you said, like she feeds on the crowd. Like we yeah. we saw that. And like when they won the final, like she threw her racket in the air. Like she was so happy. And you always see her kind of like raising her arms and getting the crowd to cheer on. I think that's like such an incredible trait, especially for someone that young. Like, well, like her and I are the same age. So I call her young, but we're both 21. For a tennis um, player. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For a tennis player. Uh, which, but like it's cool because like I get to relate to her a lot too. I think that's another really special thing when it comes to covering that team. I'm just like, oh, like. I kind of see a little bit of myself in her, but also she's mm. way more confident than I would ever be, especially on a stage like that, which is just really cool to see. Yeah, I, I love her level of maturity in, in press conferences, on um, on court. Um, she knows her weapons. She knows what she excels at. And I think that you shine, you shown through. Uh, even when she played Vondrosova, um, <clears throat> Vondrosova might have been a little jet-lagged and not necessarily in her best form. But still, like, he was a top three setter. She had to come through with it. Like, Vondrosova was, like, really hitting hard at some points. And just Leila just, like, came through with, like, this aggressive mindset. And I uh, I just really enjoyed playing it. And honestly, like, when I saw the, the Italians and on the other side, I just felt, like, for myself, like, there's no way we're losing this. Like, there, it's it's basically, like, when I saw Australia on the other side, I was like, this is going to take a miracle for us to lose this. Because it, it's definitely ours. Um, especially after uh, last year. When Leila played Travis Sun uh, in the in the in the round of um, in the qualifying round uh, <laughs> at the finals round in the group stage, she double bagged her in like forty four minutes. <clears throat> he was he was over before he could even like feel it. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought of it for us as like there's no way this team is thinking of anything but holding this trophy trophy afterwards. Yeah, so, like especially yeah. after after defeating uh, the Czech Republic, like yeah. I think after that, like it's just you. That was the hardest obstacle to cross, yeah. and they did it. Yeah, and Marina Stakusic, like now that you've mentioned her before, what a what a secret weapon that we found. I think this those team competitions are great because of that reason. Like when we normally get to put on people, um, like Gab Diallo last year and uh, Alexi Galarno did this year as well. 
um, against players that they don't they wouldn't really normally face unless it would be like a first round of like a um, a big tournament. They don't necessarily get that chance to like get that. And Stakusic get this chance and gets it multiple times across the, the week because it's a group stage thing. Like you you win by virtue of like your teammates also winning. Um, that's why it's also so hard to do it because everybody kind of has to be um, playing their best. Um, but it's also great because you can kind of rely on your teammates. So that's really cool. But Sakusic, she surprised me like a lot. Like I saw that she won the title and I thought that's a good decision to put her on um, on court. But at best, I would have thought like the first win is like, okay, that dream start. Let's see what happens after. But couldn't even believe it. Like when she lost to Critico, I was like, oh, she was almost due for a loss at that point. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think that's like, that was fine. Like you're losing to somebody who won a Grand Slam, is one of the top players in the world in doubles and in singles. Yeah. Like I think that was that's okay. Like you're gonna you're 18 yeah. years old. You're gonna have like losses like that. But I think, um, and like I told you before we hopped on this, like I think my relationship with Marina Sakucic is kind of special because just a few weeks ago I was interviewing her at the Tevlin Challenger when she won. Um, the ITF title and she had also won in Berkeley before that too so she was kind of like on the up and that was the first time I had ever seen her play and I think watching her in person is was super helpful too because I could see how hard she hits the ball and like she hits it hard and she is super precise that is something that really kind of stood out to me where she knows how to pick her spots and I think one of the biggest things that I noticed from like literally just sitting right in front of her watching is that (laughs) when things would start to go wrong like let's say she lost like maybe a couple points in a row and she would start to get really frustrated and make mistakes she would just know what to do like she would know how to adjust to what she was doing wrong and maybe like try to turn her game on a little bit more and then she would do it and so like in that final in Toronto against Yana Fett like Yana Fett is not uh, an easy opponent to play against was was on the WTA tour ranked um, in previous years did really well kind of struggled with injuries and so now was playing at more of the challenger level tour but she was also a really hard hitter and I thought Marina did a great job against her kind of just figuring it out kind of like a puzzle and I think like another player that is kind of similar in that sense is like Bianca Andrescu like that's somebody that I look at that you can adapt mid-game to whatever your opponent is throwing at you and that is a really really rare thing to have as a tennis player and that's kind of what separates the great from the good Um, and I looked at Marina and I just watched her play and I thought to myself like two weeks ago in Toronto I was like she is going to be really special I think she has a really Mm. big future in tennis and I might even go as far to say is that she might be one of the best Canadian tennis players when this is all said and done. Like when all hmm. of these like younger uh, players, the core for everybody, when their careers are over, Marina Sakushic might be the one that ends up having a better career than the rest of them. Just based on her game right now, obviously hoping that everyone stays healthy, all that. Hmm. Um, but so when I saw that, you know, she got invited to be for Team Canada, I thought, this is a fantastic opportunity for her. And I think she even like surpassed my expectations a little yeah. bit just because like, even though I kind of knew, like I kind of thought to myself that she was going to be special, I thought, but it was still going to take a little bit of time with her being so young, but right out of the gate, like she performed so well and really gutsy too. Like these are big, like the biggest wins of her career ever to date. Um, these are really hard players to play against. And I thought she she passed the test with flying colors and 
this is going to be huge for her development as she like continues to play more on the professional tour. Yeah, I mean that what a what a crop of players we've been getting, right? Like so many young oh. youngsters, and you can see that they're they're not just they're not just like power players. Like I think that's one of the things that the U.S. isn't doing hasn't been doing quite as well, which is they're just like developing the guys with the big forehand, big for, uh, big serve. I think Canada is doing such a great job of developing um, <clears throat> players who have like a solid IQ, like a solid approach to the game that not only they can actually perform well in like all aspects, technicality and everything, but they also have a vision and they can see the core and they can see like, uh, and just, you know, eva self-evaluate mid-match and like after match, like just go on to the, to the, to the drawing board, like what, what's wrong? Like what, what do I need to work on for the next match so that it doesn't happen again? Um, I think Layla, Layla and Felix were just like, uh, and obviously Andrescu who is uh, our Grand Slam champion, like the one that who the, the wrote history basically first uh, in the singles uh, game for us. Um, after the huge success of Milos and uh, Eugene, um, those are just players that just they just excel in just like variety and just knowing what to do and adapting mid game. Um, we saw a lot of that on Lila in the in the U.S. Open, and I'm super happy to see that in, in Marina. And she has such a technique that is so fluid. Uh, it just it is like kind of like long take backs, and sometimes it doesn't really feel like she's gonna hit the ball in the right timing, but she pulls it off and. It just so it just feels so relaxed, and um, I love to seeing those techniques when the when the technique is fluid because it mostly means that <clears throat> they're gonna avoid injury for most other careers. Okay. If the if the techniques. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A little wonky. Normally, they could pull off like an elbow injury or a back injury or something like that. But I feel like Marina has like all the tools to to succeed as well. How tall is she? I think she's also pretty tall. She's yeah, she's a bit tall. I mean, so I'm like for reference, I'm five eight. So I think she's around maybe five ten, maybe five eleven. Yeah. I would say so. That's actually like it's a pretty good height to be at. I would yeah. say. Yeah. And I always think about like Ash Vardy in terms of serve because it's like, well, she's Ash is five foot six, I believe. Okay. Uh, and she had one of the best serves in the game. Like, there's nothing standing in the way of a person like Marina Stiklusic to develop some of the best serves, uh, some of the best forehands, one two game. Um, I'm excited to see why she's she's coming through in um, in 2024. Like how she follows that up. And same for <laughs> Lila as well. Like to be fair, um, how that's that's gonna like pump her up. Um, it's. A bit of a shame that we Marina couldn't uh, uh, Marina um, Rebecca Marino couldn't um, couldn't step on court this time around, but she she is pulling through for her, for this team for so long. She also deserved that that title as well. Um, um, you know, just being with the team, 
um yeah Jeannie just always a great cheerleader as well she always like brings the morale up so I I was actually I was really, like, happy, really with happy with Jeannie's mm-hmm. performance in doubles I think actually the yeah. way she played with Gabby was really nice because I wasn't sure what to fully expect with Jeannie being on this team um but I think like Heidi putting her in with uh like early on not in the finals obviously because you had Layla playing the doubles and obviously you're gonna go with Layla every time but but no like in the quarters like putting Jeannie in to play with Gabby and go in doubles and then having them win I think that was huge like that was that was really cool to see because yeah it's like it's a very it's a kind of a weird time where you're just like it's like the passing of the old guard where you have mm. like the vets and then you have the core four which are kind of like young but then they're also kind of experienced and then you have like these up young up and cutters like Marina Sikusic who is just like a lot of variety in Canadian tennis right now with who we still have going yeah so yeah just 100% super happy with the Billie Jean King Cup I'm hoping so much that the guys can uh, pull it off as well like in the Davis Cup in two years time from now um but you know That'd I think nice. that yeah. yes could you imagine I think it'll be like wow um, wouldn't even have words. I ha- I barely have any words to describe what just happened just now. But yeah, um, <laughs> even though we've been recording for half an hour at this point. Um, but yeah, I think in terms of like how this is going to translate to the future, it's always a little tough. Like it's team competition. But um, I think Layla is really just primed for another good season. She had struggles with her foot last year, which kind of threw her off um, quite a lot. And honestly, this season, I'm going to give a lot of her... Um, uh, early rounds re- exit due to bad bad draws like she does essentially where she got she got garcia like three times in the year and three right grand, it that was, was so annoying crazy. yeah oh my god every time i saw that i was like there's no way <laughs> she's yeah. her again like that's yeah. incredibly tough yeah yeah and as one of the tournaments that i was watching um i think it was what's it cleveland um uh that she played um tatiana maria and she just <laughs> Tatiana just annoyed Layla to death in that match. She was this slice after slice. Mm-hmm. Layla was, that was probably the only time that I saw Layla just completely flabbergasted about what was going on on court. She had no enter, no idea what to do. Um, probably she said after the match, just like, what just happened? I just need to see this again <laughs> because I don't know what, just, what I just saw. And I was there. Um, but yeah, I feel like this bad draws were half of the, the, the problem for Lila this this season, and I think that she, her ranking is quite close now to uh, Grand Slam seeding. If she can pull that that seeding up to the Australian Open, I think is going to be huge for her. But if not, I think that she can still, you know, um, grow in, in her ranking. I think it's just bound to go up from now on. Yeah, I think now with some time off, and then maybe some of the warm up tournaments in January. I think the United Cup is also at the end of December, but I'm not sure. Like, is Canada playing in that? I'm not entirely sure which countries will be. Yeah. I know the U.S. will be playing because they're defending champs, but yeah. um, that could be another thing that is yeah. interesting to look at in terms of team competition. With that being another team event on the calendar. Yeah. I know that apparently Felix and Leila uh, expressed interest in participating, but I'm not entirely sure what's the, um, you know, um, the requirements for a country to actually, like, uh, you know, um, qualify for entering the, the tournament. There's obviously ranking, um, but I don't know if they need another two players or just one to... Yeah, I'll have to look uh, into know. it because this is only the second year that they're doing it, yeah. so it's still pretty new. Yeah. Um, but I think last year was fun. Like Jessica Pagula beat Iga Shiatek yeah. in the United Cup last year. Like I remember that being one of the big highlights. Um, and then we saw the year that Pagula ended up having. So yeah. I don't know. It could be like foreshadowing to for some players. 
Yeah, that and uh, at that end, I, I really do like the fact that we can get to see uh, just the, the tours coming together for something. I think that the United Cup is like this, still like in its rough stages, but at least it's giving us like a pretty good idea of what it could look like if we ever like made yeah. made a, a bigger merge in, in other terms, like a Davis Cup and Village and King Cup. Although I do feel like it would be a bit of a loss to lose those team competitions if we just merge them into one. Kind of like him being just like all female, all male. I think it, it brings something special to it. Um, and they kind of also like push each other to like go bigger and just, um, you know, it's kind of like a healthy competition between men and women in that regard. Um, so yeah, I'm just looking forward to see it. And also, I'm pretty sure the United Cup changed the format. Uh, they used to be like a best of five matches. Now it's going to be best of three as okay. the ATP Cup. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I haven't looked it up, but like I'm very rough on my knowledge on the United Cup. Mostly because Canada didn't play, so I had no interest <laughs> in it this year. Um, but yeah. But yeah, so what is, do you know uh, what is uh, Marina's current ranking right now, Stikusic? She's in the 200s, I think. I'm not sure, like, this Billie Jean King Cup, do they affect rankings at all? I don't or think so. Probably they, not. At, at some point, they, they used to, but mm -hmm. they're, they're not anymore. Yeah, I think she's at, I think Marina's at, like, 286 or something like that. Mm. That's that's a number like that. Um, I think, honestly, like, at this point, she's ready for more. So that number, I think she said her goal is to be in the top 100 by this yeah. time next year. I think she'll very easily crack that um, if she continues to play like this. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's just a matter of because there's not when you when you look at the jump that you have to make, like it can seem a little daunting. But there's not a lot of points separating these people. Like, um, maybe a break into the top 100. That's that's when you when you start getting like 115, 110. That's when it starts getting a little rougher because then the points start spreading out a little bit more. But from 296 to like 196 is a couple of good tournaments and you can you can be there like a couple um yeah. challengers like 60s uh 70 maybe she can even qualify for like 125 and get a sense of like a, a higher competition um i think it's, she definitely it, could yeah. yeah she could definitely like make that jump and you know but that, this time next year who knows uh so yeah excited to see uh, what happens I, i'm also really hoping for for um marino to you know even though she didn't step on court in, uh, this time in singles, I feel like she can can feed off of this win and just feel more encouraged as well to play well next year. Um, she struggled a little bit. She couldn't get the win this year and uh, in, in Vancouver in front of her own crowd. It was a really good match, though. So, um, yeah, yeah, I know. I remember in Vancouver in April, I remember Heidi said that Marina, Marino was dealing with some stomach issue. I don't know what yeah. it was. She was dealing with something, but... Yeah, no, I, I definitely feel you on that. Um, I think, like, overall, she had some pretty good results this year um, on her end outside of the team events. But, Here. yeah, now I think that's, like, extra motivation, too. We'll see how she does uh, in this next upcoming year. I know she was at, I think she was representing Canada at the Pan American Games a few weeks ago, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how Marino's year goes. I'm kind of, like, tampered expectations with her at this point, mm. just based on just based on like her game at this stage of her career and yeah. how she's kind of performed i think um she isn't a very flashy player and so like when i think of players like that i think of like pagula Sviatek, but like they are obviously at a different level and i and i'm not sure if marino is like at that level oh, well she obviously isn't at that level is there because they are the top tennis yeah. players in the world but i just don't know if she can maybe get to that it's just yeah. hard when you don't really have something that's like overwhelming in your 
bag of tricks. Like with Layla being a lefty and her precision, I feel like that's her strength. Um, with with Marina Sakushic, we talked about you know how her fluidity and um, just like her level of hitting. So I think it's all it's all relative to the player. But I am I am interested to see how her year goes yeah. in twenty twenty four. Yeah. I always thought that like maybe if she could maximize her game like the way that Isner or Karlovich did on the TP side, it could be a thing. Uh, maybe she could take a page out of uh, Rybakina's book and just like try to serve her way out of uh, out of trouble. Uh, if she can get those percentages up and like just get her at one two game like up in the air, up and running, I think it's uh, and just you know just do more volley. I remember when she did really well in uh, in Montreal a couple of years ago. Um, she got a win over Keys and Badosa. I uh, reached in the third round here. Like one of the things that she did really well was just coming to the net, just staying aggressive because, you know, you're never going to w- compete against uh, some of those players on the front the back of the court. Not with, not necessarily with her game. She doesn't have that much spin on the forehand. Uh, her shots are pretty flat. So yeah. if you're not going to like be super precise and just mad, like mind-blowingly consistent like like a Pagula, uh, you're probably going to want be wanting to finish the the point really fast, and and I think that's one of the things that she could try to maximize uh, over for 2024 and see if you can have like another you know solid season. But yeah, with as you said, with tempered expectations, I, at this point, like I, I think it would be really interesting and just have, hoping that she could maybe win like a another 100 level ITF or a, if she goes big for a 125. I think she can maybe put on like a, a solid week like that, and I think she could maybe do it. If things are clicking, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess that that's it. Like the Beijing Cup is win. We're always still over the moon. It does feel like it's been two weeks now that this happened, but it's only on Sunday. So right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's incredible. An incredible win for Canada. Um, I'm just like, yeah, just overall really proud of this team. Also, mm-hmm. like. Special, special shout out to Captain Heidi Eltebeck. Like, mm-hmm. she is absolutely incredible. She's been incredible with this Canadian team for so long. Um, you can tell that all the women really respect her, really admire her, and yeah, just respect her opinion, her thoughts, her coaching. And she does a really good job of like being firm, but also hyping up the girls and making sure they feel comfortable with mm-hmm. what they're doing. And, just knowing how to take that next step. So yeah, I just wanted to give a special shout out to her because it was always a pleasure to speak with her um, during media. And yeah, she very much deserves this win with, along with the rest of the players. Yeah, absolutely. She's a rock. She's a, she's a, a person that like you see like the girls like looking at her and she would just like, you know, just receive them like on the bench and like if things are going not so good, like she would just like always cheer with them. You can see that she's always like very engaged in it like absolutely um, it's it's definitely lovely to see like it's tennis is an individual competition but this this team is a real team like it, it's is a, as good a team as a tennis match can ever be in the uh you know it's 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 really great i love seeing it i love seeing them win um yeah just can't wait for what happens next and uh, for team canada and honestly for women's tennis in canada it's already in such a great spot like with the athletes that we do have um we could maybe make another breakthrough. I know, like we had some um, few setbacks, um, some rankings drop, and uh, Andres has been struggling with some injuries and whatnot. But I think that this shows that we we are still in a great spot. And women's oh, tennis in Canada is. I'm gonna be writing this for an entire yeah. year. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be talking about it the whole year. No, no, it was a great win. Um, yeah. And like, yeah, even with Bianca, I'm hoping she is healthy enough because I'm I'm excited to see her 
back on the court sometime soon. Uh, yeah. It would be very nice to get a healthy Bianca for like an entire year. Yeah. If- yeah. The tennis world is a better place when she's playing at her best because of the matches that she can pull out for great. Yeah. You know what she did? I think this year she pushed Spiontek to like a 7-6 set when nobody could even like take more than four games. Was- yeah. No. She played some of the best tennis since like, you yeah. know, her Grand Slam days. So yeah, no, I'm I'm still really, really high on Bianca Andreescu. Mm-hmm. And I made that very clear last year and I will continue to, to be high on her. So which is why I'm hoping that she'll be healthy enough to play because I'm still seeing like, especially even in like Montreal, like I'm still yeah. seeing the flashes of what she is as a player and I'm still seeing that her level is there. So yeah, yeah. I think there's still a lot of potential and a lot left for her on the table. Yeah, for sure. And I'm uh, excited that this year is going to be in Toronto, like the, the Canadian tournament where she has a lot of good memories. I think she can perform well again, like depending on obviously how her season goes, uh, but she's, she's a Toronto girl at heart. Uh, she shows it. Her accent is even like a Toronto girl. Like it's, uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. Like uh, she loves that city and she loves performing from her home crowd. A bit like Layla, she does have the sense of like just feeding off the crowd and just like being there. Like everybody kind of just feels like you're into something when Bianca's on and she's playing well. Um, yeah, you know, you, you feel like you're part of the moment with her. I think that oh, she has. Oh yeah, a, she this she wears her ability. emotions yeah. on her sleeve, yeah. and so you feel. I love. I love. I know people have like their thoughts and opinions about you know the way that she sometimes maybe screams during matches. When she lets out a come on, I love it. Yeah. I get fired up. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. Um, she yeah, she really makes tennis extremely entertaining. Yeah, and who knows? Maybe by next year, she stays healthy, and has a good you know year. We could see like a Layla having a good year, Bianca having a good year. If Marina gets another great year as well, Billie Jean King Cup could come back home for a second straight year. You never know. Never rule it out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. All right. So thank you very much for coming. Um, maybe we have. Maybe we we'll see you again in the future. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter at Krina MM. Um, I have right now it's college women's basketball season. So I'm covering that on a podcast at her group stats called coast to coast. Um, but I'm always, always covering tennis. Um, so you can make sure to follow my socials for that. Um, yeah, just, I think my most recent experience covering the Tablin challenger a couple of weeks ago hey. was honestly really cool. Um, I, I love seeing like also just like more the grassroots level tennis like that hey. too on the challenger tour, I think. Um, it lends to some really exciting names like Marina Stakushic, who now all of a sudden is on the group stage and everybody knows about her. And you can just kind of be like, oh, I saw her coming. Like, I knew that she was going to be special. That's always a nice feeling, you know? Yeah. It's like being the tennis hipster is always good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew yeah, her when the, she was like, uh, we're the nerds. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When her ranking was like even uh, outside of the top 300, I already knew her. <laughs> yeah. How about exactly. you? Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, uh, Krina. Um, hope we can see you again sometime soon. And, and uh, yeah, again, for your listeners, you can always follow us at Tennis and Bagels. I'm at Rollenberg Andre. You can find uh, the other two hosts in their bios. Um, and you hoping you have a great day. Uh, I know we as Canadians are definitely having a great week. So, yeah, let's see you guys later. <laughs> see you.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 